Musicians for Musicians podcast. I'm your host, Bob Bradley, here talking about my book of the same name that I put out earlier this year. Uh, wrote it during the pandemic and, well, at least wrote most of it during the pandemic and really wanted to get it out there into the world and help the musicians and writers and artists of all type do their own PR and for ambitious you know, public relations people out there, you know, hopefully it's something that will help you guys uh, gain a little insight into how I think. So this chapter is how to measure the results in PR. And I wrote this chapter, um, it's definitely a work in progress, I'm not going to lie. I wrote it to explain that it's not the easiest thing to measure results from PR. It's not an exact uh, thing like running a Facebook campaign and you see all the different numbers and where the, the people came from and the age range and demo and it's really an exact thing and I think people have come to expect that. So when I first got into PR many, many years ago, almost 14 years ago when I was done touring and I learned the trade and was helped by a lot of amazing people, it was just about getting great results and we knew which sites were great and we knew which sites maybe weren't, but we were just thankful for a lot of great press. And as time has gone on, you know, I'm sure people that work in ad agencies might say something different and that metrics have been important for all time. But for someone that works in music, maybe I have seen this more in my niche that uh, a lot of clients that I work with in music and actually outside of music, because I do work with other types of clients, have asked, like, how do I measure the results here? And that's a really good question because most people just want, you know, great press and they want to see themselves in a newspaper and have like 10 or 15 blog write-ups and they're happy. But now people are asking for the specifics. It's like, how many, um, you know, albums am I supposed to sell because of this PR? And I tell them like, I can't guarantee that, but there is a way to look a little deeper and look at the results of these different things that we do together, especially long-term, you know, when you're done with your own campaign or if you hire a publicist, when you're done and you look in hindsight, I, I think it is a little easier these days to measure it. But I, I just want to stress that it's not as easy or exact as tr traditional online advertising and SEO tactics that people use. Uh, like, I'm not an SEO guy, I'm not an ad guy. But I, I'm, thankfully, I do understand some of it, but that's not really my, my forte. That's um, you know running uh, Google AdWords or boosting posts on Facebook or running Facebook campaigns or Instagram or TikTok. And you see all these numbers, you see all these results, and it's, it's definitely reassuring that like, hey, I ran this ad with this kind of copy, this image or this music video or a band photo, and it got these results from these different cities or demographics targeting, you know, people that like different bands that are similar to mine, you know, you can really hyper target that, but that's advertising. You're just trying to find specific users that will appreciate what you do. And with PR, um, you know, obviously you're going after different types of magazines and mediums that appeal to the kind of music or different genres that would best fit your music. But once you get featured in that magazine or in that blog, or on a social media platform or on a YouTube channel, you know, it's you can't measure exactly how many um, sales you know, numbers that you would have, like how many streams, you know, are associated with that one exact feature. You know, if you get 
featured on the cover of Rolling Stone and all of a sudden you get a million more streams or if you're featured in a major movie, yes, that's pretty easy to measure because it's directly correlated with that huge thing that happened in your career. But when you're doing your own PR campaign and say you get 15 different features and you have five blogs and you have um, you know, Spotify curators putting you on playlists and you have a couple premieres or you get you know, an interview in a local news station, uh, all those things are measurable by figuring out what their audiences are. So there are tools out there. I mean, for many years, Alexa was a good website uh, measurement tool, but there's others that are out there that are free and that are paid to measure the web following, you know, the average daily or monthly, uh, you know, usership of that site. And you, you can write that down and have a good idea if they get a million followers a month, that doesn't mean a million people are looking at your feature. You can guarantee that. But there's a good chance that a handful of those people saw your feature. And then a handful of those handful of people read the whole article or clicked on one of the songs and then went to your site. So, But there's no real way yet to measure all those different possibilities. But it's nice to know that there is ways to measure the following of a website, of a uh, Spotify playlist, like how many followers or listeners do they have? Um, you know, if it's a YouTube channel, how many subscribers do they have? How many views did they get of the music video that they featured of yours or that of the interview of your, you know, your band? So you want to write down all of those different things. And if you hire a publicist, they're probably going to give that information to you at the end. But if you're doing your own PR and you want those metrics and you want that peace of mind if you're studying what works for you and what doesn't, which is smart. You know, a lot of people just don't have time for that. But if you're going beyond just the the feel good, I got featured in the media whole thing, which is great, um, but you want to study what works for you and what doesn't, you know, figure out the 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 reach of the different platforms that are featuring you. Um, another way to figure that out is like say at the end of your own PR campaign, you know, you go to your Spotify account and, you know, if it's pushing a single and an, and an album, see if there's an uptick. And between, if you started in March and it ends in the end of May and you have 10,000 more spins on that single on Spotify and you know that the average is only 100, you could probably attribute that to some of the press coverage. And if that Spotify player was embedded on five of those sites, you're narrowing it down, you're getting closer. So... And you could take these notes if you really care about that, which I think a lot of people do. It's good to understand where your your uh, your fan base and where your numbers are coming from, because then you can attack that more, and you can go after more of that, and that will work for you. And you know, the beauty of PR and music as a whole is what works for one person might not work for another. So, as you learn about yourself and you learn about your marketing that works for your kind of music and for you. Um, you're going to get smarter at marketing and you're going to get smarter at PR and SEO and advertising. And, you know, this is all under that wing of marketing that is going to work for you. You know, it's not just making music and putting it out there in the world. It's um, creating opportunities for yourself, whether it's by using partners, vendors, contractors, or just doing it yourself. You want to measure that. And it's, it's kind of nice to acknowledge the success that you've had with this as well. So it's it's not just get a feature, be happy, move on. It's like, you want to study that in retrospect and see how it truly served you. So, yeah, I hope some of that is helpful. So in this chapter, I'm skimming through it right now as I record this podcast. 
you know, I talked about website and magazine following. You know, you can get media kits for print magazines on on the website usually to see how many subscribers they have or how many magazines go out, you know, monthly. And, you know, you do the math, you know, if they have 500,000 magazines that go out a month, it doesn't mean you're getting 500,000 people reading it, but a good amount of those people might have seen your name, which is pretty cool. And streaming numbers, you know, check out your platform, Apple Music, Spotify, they have artist tools for both. And you can see and map out the numbers for that, those couple months that you're doing your PR and see if it works. See if you see an uptick because you might be surprised. You might not feel it just by uh, sitting there and thinking about the features that you have. But if you study, you know, anything that has numbers, you might, you know, uh, notice that, hey, hey, like, oh my gosh, I have 20,000 more streams, which you get royalties from. Not much, but it helps, right? And you can attribute that to the PR that you're doing. And you can see that you got, you know, uh, 400 more likes on your Facebook page over the past two months, which is, I think, reassuring that like, hey, whatever you're doing is working and that you're doing something right. Um, you know, that social media engagement is super important as well. You know, if you're, you're working on your TikTok or you're working on Instagram, uh, you're creating content for YouTube, it's like watch those numbers. And as you do PR, make sure that those features point back to the things that you're trying to promote. And it creates this like little ecosystem. You know, it's, it's kind of the, as I said, I'm not an SEO guy. It's like link backs and different links that are uh, picked up by Google's algorithms. So if somebody looks up your band name a few months from now, you know, it's going to point out all of these features for one, which to the average person, if they type your band name and they see all these features, they're going to think that you're the real deal and that you're doing something really cool. And that doesn't mean that you're selling more or less, but it means that you have credibility. And for somebody that wants those metrics and wants those numbers, you can write all those things down and by studying all your pages and keeping track of them and understanding what it means to you. So yeah, I hope some of this was uh, helpful for you guys. And obviously the goal here is to get your music into the world. And when you're doing your PR, you're increasing the chances of getting that discovered, um, whether it's passively over time, because a lot of these features live online for years to come until the website one day goes away and other things are active. You know, you're pushing through paid advertising, but it all adds up. It's all part of this effort that you have in marketing of your music. So, um, and obviously selling music is important as well. So as a, a finale here to this episode and measuring results, you know, music is very, um, different from that where you're putting things out in all these different mediums like magazines and blogs and newspapers. But even if you find out how many people are reading those websites or you know subscribing to that uh, newspaper or magazine, it doesn't mean that those the the entire amount of those people are going to be reading your article. So it's it's about just getting a general idea of the audience and being confident that like, hey, there's a good amount of those people that are probably going to see my name, and then a handful of those people that are going to check me out and click the link or buy the music or stream it. So um, yeah, and ultimately the goal here is to see some sales. And um, the last thing, the last, last thing is to check out your distribution channel, you know, TuneCore, CD Baby, and check out the metrics that they provide in the back end. So it's not just putting it out into, you know, the different streaming platforms and then getting a, you know, a PayPal deposit, but you can actually see where your audience is coming from. And that can help you with your marketing as well, whether you're doing paid marketing or you're doing PR to those different areas that are getting your, the audience is like actually 
existing. So you can see that like the majority is in Germany or in Mexico or in Canada and like hyper-target those people through press or through advertising. So yeah, hopefully some of this was helpful for you guys and I'll have another episode here up soon.